Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, and the other two are just along for the ride. Tyler, say what's up. What is up? And we are joined by Rockies prospect, Spokane Indians starting pitcher, Jared Candy, the Candy Man. What up, big what's dog? Going what's going on? So how much fun do you have when you hear your nickname, Candy Man? Honestly, it's a name I've had since I was uh, since I played football when I was a kid. Um, I got it one practice. I'm surprised I even remember this. Um, I want to say I was like eight or nine, and then I ran for like a 40 yard touchdown. And he's like, "Oh, the Candyman!" You know, blah blah blah. And I'm sticking the rest of my life. So every time I hear it, it kind of brings like that little kid out of me. Yeah. So I love it. Love it. <laughs> I love that is awesome. Yeah, we was, I was watching the Hillsboro Hops game or broadcast in the in, when your last start, and then they introduced you as Jared the Candy Man Candy as you were getting ready to go. I'm just like, it's just a fun nickname. I love it. Yeah, no, it's awesome because um, I actually got called that my whole life, like I said. And then one of my teammates, actually Tyler Ahern, okay, he goes, he was talking about Instagram and stuff like that, and he goes, why don't you do that as a header? So credit to Tyler Ahern. <laughs> that's that's why my name is what it is on Instagram. He'll have a second life as a PR marketing guy. Yeah, Ahern's uh, marketing man. There we go. Ahern the marketer. Uh, and, and then I have to ask. I feel like I have to ask. It's probably a stupid question. What is your favorite candy? Do you even eat candy? <laughs> man, to be honest, I really don't. But every now and again, I could go for some chocolate. I'm a real big Reese's Reese's Puffs and uh, Kit Kat guy for sure. Yes. Yes, Reese's. You can't go wrong with Reese's. And they they almost have like a combination of the Reese's and the Kit Kat stuff right now. They have the big cup with the crunchies in it. It's a good one. Yeah, no, I haven't tried it yet, but yeah, you know, I'm trying to trying to keep it under wraps. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you are better than I. (laughs) I just yeah, we won't get into that piece there. Uh, But let's start at the beginning, man. Uh, So did some research on you. Went to Florida Southern. It's a D two school. Um, out in Lakeland, Florida, Florida. I understand that's kind of where you grew up, right? I grew area? up in Tampa. Tampa. Like, okay. So yeah, so I mean, it's like thirty minutes away from Tampa. Okay. So I might as well grown up there. My grandma lives in Lakeland, so I've been to Lakeland countless times. Okay, so that that's where you are, um, the Florida Southern. But I have to ask, there was a kind of a window in the baseball reference page. I think I figured it out, but I want to see if I'm right wrong. Did you play NAIA before hitting up Florida Southern? No, I played JUCO. JUCO. Okay. I couldn't figure out Santa Fe Saints, right? Yeah, Santa Fe Saints. All yes, right. Sir. So how did you end up at Santa Fe um, for those, what, two years, I believe, 2018, 2019? Uh, like, what was that JUCO route like? We don't talk to a lot of guys that go JUCO and then D2, and then here you are sitting professional baseball. So, like, how does that route, how did that route kind of happen for you? So I was in when I was in high school, you know, junior year happened. It's like peak time for recruitment. You know, it was when guys start getting their name out there and stuff like that. And um I just I just played a lot of tournaments and stuff, really didn't get my name called. Uh I didn't I got a few looks from like a few colleges out of state, but I just you know, I was living up to the D one or bust situation, you know, as every kid is. Um but then I got, I came into my senior year, last tournament of the fall. It was like by chance almost. And it, it's funny because I, I talked to the guy who recruited me at Santa Fe a few times after that. And he goes, man, I found you by chance. I'm like, you mean you found me, found me by chance? <laughs> right. He goes, I was actually there to, um, to look at another kid playing on one of the other fields. Right. And 
sure enough, I'm on the mound and I run it up to 92 that day. Um, throwing pretty well, I get a few strikeouts and then I come up to the plate. I hit a double off the wall. And then I guess I was just, I played good in the right time in front of the right people. And then I ended up going on a visit. I want to say four days after that, when I got back home, you know, and that's where that all started. Found me by chance. Which is absolutely insane because you just said you're throwing 92 as a 18 year old, 17, 18 year old. That you're junior, yeah, junior year, seventeen years old, and you're not getting any looks. That's that's insane. <laughs> that blows my mind because I'm thinking when I was seventeen, eighteen, Western Nebraska, I was playing Legion ball, and we were lucky if we ever faced anybody that was throwing eighty five or anything. Like we mm-hmm. never saw that. We had we had one guy on our team go D one. We had a few other guys go D two. Yeah. Um, but like piping ninety two, I just feel like would automatically get you a look from a D two, D three somewhere. So that's yeah. that's insane. I'm, I'm sure well, topping I know, it off with that double didn't hurt either. Out here oh, in no, Colorado, like the the top prospects here in Colorado in high school, like if you see a 90 on, on a gun, you're like, oh, like that kid might – like he has a future. So 92 is a junior. Like, yeah, that that's wild to hear. But I guess Florida is a whole different beast. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Florida's down in Florida. Yeah, Florida's just a different ball game, man. Um, like where I thought I did good, um, like my senior year I hit – I want to say I hit 450 with four home runs, and then I topped 93 that year, and then I went to Santa Fe. Funny enough, I didn't even, I barely, I barely pitched, mm-hmm. and I was more of a hitter. And then um, my velo jumped my only like two miles an hour. But we played Florida for like our scout day, so I went out nice. there, I threw, and I mean, me just thinking me, I'm a real big adrenaline guy, so I'm like, oh, it's just adrenaline. Velo's up that day, whatever. All that happens, and then sure enough, down the road, 97, 98 comes out. I'm like, I don't know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising yourself, too. That's insane. That's awesome. And so, what? So, then obviously, you're throwing hard, but then how did you find kind of find your groove, your arsenal, especially at Santa Fe? Because I think I'm assuming you were a two way player at Santa Fe because you were a little bit at um, Florida Southern. Like, what was – like, how were you finding your pitching groove? Because, I mean, that's where you are now. Like, how did that kind of come about? And just always keeping – always keeping an open mind, not being so close-minded because, you know, I wanted to be a hitter. Every guy wants to be a hitter. Everybody everybody wants to play shortstop, play outfield, be the guy that hits 30 home runs. You know, at the end of COVID, at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was play baseball. And anyway. So, as, as that kept going, I just kept learning from different guys I talked to a few of the guys I work out with, a few of the big league guys I work out with, talk to them about pitching arsenal, uh, sequencing, different, even down to just pitch grips, you know, and then I just kept, just kept my nose down and I just kept grinding, 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 no matter how bad the season got. Because, um, I mean, I got to Florida Southern. I had an okay season. I had like a 4 ERA inflated. That's right after COVID. So everybody's still there. You know, all the older guys experienced. So, but... Yeah. As I got through college, um, I was just like a fastball curveball guy. Or no, a fastball changeup guy. Um, didn't really know how to throw a slider. My curveball would land 10% of the time. It was awful. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get hit as, hit as much as I did, you know. But now, like, talking to, you know, different different professional players, different coaches, stuff like that, I'm asking viewpoints on that. So, me going down the road, I've learned 
that I need to stop being a thrower and actually be a pitcher. Mm-hmm. Understand guy swings, read that, study before the game. I've never done that. Never done that before. You know, looking at scouting reports. So I mean, it was all new to me, but now I've kind of come to the conclusion that okay, my main goal is to just go out here, compete, put up zeros, and whatever happens after that happens after that. It's out of my control. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I am right now. That's how I got there. Do you think you're able to pinpoint that the moment? Like it might have been going into a season that you just realized, like, all right, I'm I'm kind of pitcher only at this point because I know at Florida Southern you didn't take as many abs and all that. It's like when did you figure out? you were just going to focus on pitching. And since you're you're still kind of new to being a pitcher only, do you feel like there's a little bit more like under the surface that you're still really unlocking? I know you just talked about figuring out sequencing still and, and a lot of the little details of pitching. So how much is left in the tank to to really develop? Um, I feel like there's a lot left in the tank. Um, I feel like there's a lot more that comes to delivery, recovery, um, preparation i've been better about my preparation and recovery this year so after day three i'm feeling fantastic i'm feeling good you know but leading up to all that where i the day where it changed we just got back from covid so this is january they didn't let us on all fall so we come back spring i flew to southern and they're like hey you're gonna be opening day day guy i'm like all right sounds good like you're still gonna hit I was like, all right, yeah, no, that's fine. They're like, hey, on your first outing, you're going to be on a pitch limit. All right. I go out there, go five five perfect innings, 75 pitches, 12 punch outs. So after that, I was like, I kind of have a feeling something's going to happen tomorrow. Show up the next day to hit BP, not on the BP card. <laughs> after that, it was like, hey, man, we think this is the best, best choice for your career. I go, I agree. I just want to play baseball at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah, going five of 12 punches. Like, yeah, I think we figured it out, Jared. I think you're going to be a pitcher. Sorry if, sorry if you wanted to go roam the outfield a little bit. That's, that's interesting because we talked to uh, Shelby Lackey. He had a very similar story. He was recruited to Pacific um, to play shortstop. And like within like the first few months, I think he was already in the bullpen throwing and he became a pitcher that way because the coaches were like, all right what do you want to do? Do you want to, we can't find really find the time for you to play out there in the field, but what you can, you can kind of throw. So let's put you on the mound. And Shelby's like, like, I just want to play baseball and put me in whatever way you can put me on that field. That's what I want to do. And that's how Shelby became a a relief pitcher. And he's finding his groove here now um, with the Rocky system too. So it's just kind of that moment whenever it just like hits like you guys just kind of like yeah this is this is the route I want to go because that's what I need to do in a way right you you want to play but you kind of need to play and this is how you get to that point absolutely that's pretty cool that's pretty cool um what is it like playing d2 ball so I'm surrounded and I'm in Grand Rapids Michigan so I have like two or three d2 programs a lot of NAIA I have a JUCO around here um, what would you say is kind of like the toughest part about D2? And I'm also in education, so I see a lot of kids like D1 or bust. I see that with my football players that I teach. I also have some baseball players that are kind of on that realm. So, like, what can you tell me to tell them, like, yo, it's okay if you don't go D1? Man, like, if you're good, they'll find you. If you're performing, they'll find you. You know, you're putting up numbers, you got to put up in the certain league because I was in – the Sun Conference, I can't remember exactly what conference it was, but the conference that we were in, we played against Nova Southeastern, uh, Barry University, 
and then we played against uh, played against a lot of other D two schools in the area. University of Tampa, um, they became national championships recently. Um, but I, I tell kids all the time, I'm like, don't be scared to go JUCO. I've seen better talent in JUCO in Division two than I have at D one, and that's that's just the truth. I I remember in the state tournament my freshman year, my Jeff seen ninety all year. First time I see 97 from the left side. I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> I haven't seen this before, you know? But yeah. And then I go watch D1 ball. You have you, – you only see that in, like, your big power five schools, you know? But I tell kids all the time, I'm like, they're good, they'll find you. They'll find you. Right, whether it's in high school or at the JUCO or whatever step you have to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. That's good. Definitely passing that along there. <laughs> do you Do you miss hitting at all? Cause I mean, you had those 11 dongs playing in the summer league with Sanford. Like there's yeah. gotta be something that you got a niche to hit the bombs. I know you do. Oh man. I'm not going to lie. Whenever we're hitting BP, I am like, dang man, I wish I could just take one round of BP. I just want one round of five, <laughs> you know, but during the off season, I go back. I mean, I have some fun, man. I go play golf. I go, I go bowling. And then I'll go to my brother's high school practice and they'll let me take some swings. I'm just like, all right. There you go. You know, I mean, obviously, I'll stretch, roll out, and make sure I'm moving around first before I just pick <laughs> up the bat and swing and hurt myself. But, um, but I mean, I take a few swings j- just to keep it fun, keep things interesting. I feel like a lot of guys get out of that athletic part, mm-hmm. you know, when they were like two ways and stuff like that. So I think they should keep swinging just to keep that rotation or just to keep having fun, keep it interesting. Right. Do you ever feel like there's a little bit monotony to your routine? Like as you kind of were saying, you're finding this routine, this professional routine, doing scouting reports before games, like adding to that. And I know baseball players are very schedule oriented. Do you find any monotony to it? Do you, how do you switch that up? How do you kind of go through that, that grind as so to speak? Yeah, man. Um, just trying out different stuff early on. Um, when I first got to Fresno last year, you know, being a starter, I was like, okay, I have a good, I have a good idea of my, you know, pre-throwing routine, but afterwards I wouldn't do anything. Wouldn't do, I would do ice. Maybe it's about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't go through certain movements. I wouldn't make sure like I'm sleeping right. So like last year it just kept thinking. So I just think just plugging in different stuff, seeing what works for you, then taking out what you don't like. And then you have what works for you and you keep you have the discipline to keep doing it every day no matter you get up tired or you get up you're sore you know you're still going through that routine because in order for you to throw in order for you to move like the way you want to you have to have that routine Mm -hmm. so I mean me right now I have a routine that works for me that I'm going to keep going to the end of the year but I have plugged in something like tried it and I'm like "Ah, really don't like it or I'll plug in something try for like two weeks I'm like really don't like it not a fan you know, but finding what works for you and not just going like, oh, this is Kershaw's program. I'm going to take Kershaw's program and I'm going to do that. You know, like that works for Kershaw. It's not for, it's not a set fact that it's going to work for you. Right. Yeah. Picking and choosing and kind of experimenting with that piece there. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause I'm, I'm trying to find that groove right now. Just, it's hard. It's, it's hard. Yeah, like, I, I, I got it. I can do this. And then there might be a hiccup on it. Then you get off that groove and then it's like, no, I got to get back to that. Cause even like, obviously I'm not an athlete or any of that. I'm a, I'm a, just a normal adult. 
which I have my responsibilities. And if I mess up like one of those little small routines, whether it's like going to bed at 10 instead of 1030, it, it messes up my entire morning. Cause I know those kids are going to wake up at six o'clock and they're going to need me to hundred percent. But that 30 minutes is just kind of going to mess with whatever it is. So I can only imagine what it is as a, an athlete, as you're trying to keep your body at top tier um, performance and then trying to figure that all out. It's gotta be a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so go ahead. And, and you're just turning the page a little bit in your, in your college career, you got to play with first at, at Florida Southern, you played with Von Brown, who that dude's blown up now. Like, is that someone that you knew when you were playing with him? Like this guy's flying way under the radar. Like he was a 10th round pick, but right now MLB.com has him as the giants number five prospect, which is pretty crazy. So is that something you just knew was going to happen? Man, it's funny you asked that because a few guys asked me, I had to go, man, what do you think of Von Brown? Like, he's he a big prospect? I go, dude, like, when I first got to Florida Southern, I'm not going to lie, he was kind of struggling. But, man, I don't know if it was just a, a switch or something. After that, he just took off. The rest of the COVID year, COVID hit, came back the next year, raked, then got into pro ball, raked. I don't know. <laughs> like, he's just – I talk to him every once in a while. Like, he's a real down to earth guy. So, I talked to him. I was like, "Hey, man, what you got going on? Like, what are you eating? What's in your what you got? I need some of that." You know? He goes, "Hey, man, it just everything's just working out in my favor. I'm feeling good, trusting the process." I was like, "There you go. Here's the key: trusting that process." Well, and what does it do for you mentally, knowing that like you were on you were like on the same level as him, and now he's you know he's kind of getting on the, the doorstep of the big leagues. Like, does that give you kind of a confidence boost? Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Cause this guy played center field for me. Having him in center field was fantastic. <laughs> this guy just all over the fence, diving in the outfield, but it gives me confidence. Just like, okay, one of my teammates is about to get there and just knowing the, how hard of a worker he is. I'm like, okay, I just got to keep my nose down no matter what happens and just keep, keep just keep moving. Just keep moving. Yeah. Keep going. I mean, I'm going to ask it, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Would you rather have Von Brown out there or Braden Ward? <laughs> he's a friend of the pod, so I had to put his name out there. Yeah, he's – man. I mean, that's a tough – that's a tough question. <laughs> that's a tough question, but yeah, – You don't have to answer. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's a tough answer. Like, yeah. Because I love, I love Ward. I, I really love what he does out there, the way he hustles. You know, and he just knows he knows what to say to me. And whenever I'm kind of struggling during an outing and so does Vaughn. So it's just like it's almost like he's the second Vaughn Brown for me. Like <laughs> he's that guy I could kind of lean on, like, hey, what you got? Like, what do you think here? Or mm-hmm. you think you could have gotten to that ball? He's like, ah man, I mean, you want me to dive for it and possibly miss it and then have three runs go by, or you want me to just knock it down, keep the guys on base, because I know you can get a ground ball pop up in the situation. I'm like, ah, you're right. You're right. So he's more or less. I wouldn't say either or. I'm just saying like <laughs> I got a good. I got like a double more or less. Right. Yeah. You got a good. You got a good support system behind you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like when Ward had those that game with the two uh, home run robberies in one game. I'm just like, <laughs> how? What does this guy do? Like he's like Spider Man out there, and he's yeah fast, wiry. Just I feel like his go is always a hundred at, at oh. whatever he does all the time and I tell him uh, after he has the one of those catches or something like that I come in or he comes in 
I gave him a dap up and I'm like, never a doubt. He goes, never a doubt. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> That's awesome. Right. I mean, and then also at that was that was a fun topic. So I hate to to break it, but you also got to play with Dylan Cruz at Sanford, which that might be one like you're truly telling your like your grandkids about Dylan Cruz. Like if he if he does what he can do, what was that like? Because I don't really know what the whole summer league culture is like. Like, are you guys you know as teammates like hanging out, friends? Uh, obviously, you see each other work a, a good amount of the time. But what was that all like with him? Oh man, he's. He's one of my boys, actually. I texted him. Uh, I texted him after they won the regional, and I'm like, super oh, regional. Yeah. I was like, I, I texted him. I was like, hey, man, super regional at the box. He goes, super regional at the box. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but no, man, playing with him, it was crazy. Because, um, you know, I've heard of Dylan Cruz. I saw him, like, on the prospect page on Instagram. And at first, I didn't know who he was. And then he came. He showed up to Sanford, and I was just talking to him like he, like he was normal, like, He's just a normal baseball player. I didn't know who he was at the point, you know, at the time. Yeah. And I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes into the dugout, and one of the guys comes up to me. He's like, do you know who that is? I go, it's just Dylan. Like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, you know. And then they go, no, bro, it's Dylan Cruz, blah, 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 perfect game All-American. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, we'll, we'll see that in the summer. You know, in the summer, he hits really well. And then he goes to college his freshman year. Just, boom <laughs> right guys guys crazy but i love the kid he's a real down-to-earth guy like i could talk to him he doesn't have an issue even if he is at lsu doing all the big things you know supposed to go one one yeah. but he's that's one of the best baseball players i think i've seen in a while at as an 18 year old going into college yeah and then obviously i mean he made his point with the three years at lsu but ridiculous yeah he was one of the best baseball players i've seen play yeah for sure when we got to talk to nick bush too who i i forget if their timelines overlapped at lsu or not but he just said he saw him as an 18 year old coming in and he was like that guy looks like you know a seasoned ball player like like physically mentally the way he was going about stuff and like it's good to hear you echo that because it just it's not surprising when you hear that now and you see (laughs) what he's doing on the field Always great to hear these guys who are – I mean, he could be anyone he wants as a person. He could do anything. No one would bat an eye because he's so good. But, like, he he chooses to, like, carry himself well. Got to respect that. Oh, yeah. I respect it 100%. I try to kind of model my attitude around the way he does because no matter how good he does in the game or how bad, he's the same guy off the field no matter what. That's, that's awesome to hear, especially from the future, like you said, 1-1 one, one guy. I mean, all that it's got to being able to stay humble is huge. It says a lot about the character. That's yeah. oh yeah, that's that's a big piece there. Um, let's head to Fresno. So Fresno is your first professional season. Most games you've ever pitched in a season. Um, you pitched nineteen, I think nineteen games compared to maybe like twelve or fifteen in your college years. What was so you kind of mentioned it about you didn't really have a routine and that kind of stuff. Was that kind of the biggest? wake up call difference between college and professional like what was that that first season of professional ball like oh man um i got there were times where i started off pretty good i was feeling really good you know i didn't walk many guys and then they just ended up hitting mistake pitches way better than college guys did Mm -hmm. you know like i knew i quickly figured out that 
I can't just go up here and just throw the ball over the plate and just hope for the best. Like, all right, you know, I got to, I got to attack this guy different because his hot, hot and zone, hot and uh, cold zone, sorry. Hot and cold zones are different from the guy behind him, you know, but instead of pro ball, like one through nine can hit the baseball college. You have what? One, three, four, five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so just going to pro ball, I quickly learned that, okay, all these guys can hit. They're here for a reason, you know, so I quickly have to learn the pitching game and, not let the game speed up on me, which I was guilty of last year a lot. It was just letting the game speed up on me. I give up two runs. And then after that, it's just like walk, walk, flare base hit. And then there's another run instead of gathering myself and then keep going. It was, it was tough, man. I was frustrated for majority of the season, mm-hmm. pretty frustrated, but I knew that I had to keep going out there and put up as many zeros as possible back there for the guys to come in and, do what they have to do so it was it was, it was tough it <laughs> yeah was tough for me yeah I, I imagine I'm, I'm looking at your game logs from last year so like you started few first few games were three innings three innings four innings three innings four innings uh, like you didn't allow many runs at that time um but a lot of strikeouts but then it, you kind of it kind of shows in the middle middle there kind of what you were just talking about the hits and the walks and trying to control all that. And we see it all the time. Um, I was watching Jackson Cox the other night down in Fresno. He got through the first two or three innings really well. And then that third, fourth inning, he just couldn't find it. It Like one hit, two hits, walk, control. It's just one of those things. Like I think as kind of what you mentioned, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but like that second and third time going through the order, you have to – be a little bit better because they are professional hitters like one through nine mm-hmm. they know yeah. what you did that first at bat and they are going to keep that in mind as they're coming through that is that true is that like something that you really kind of learned because you were finding your groove there um you're finding mm-hmm. your group now like is that something you kind of learned as you were going through that season oh yeah absolutely i started to figure it out uh as i went back and watched video during the off season and then i came back to spring training and i talked to brian kibler and Sure enough, I think that's what we ended up getting on topic about, and we talked about it a few times. And then as the season goes, we I literally sit down next to him now during an outing, and I go, okay, we started this guy, first two at-bats like this. All right, we're going to start him like this. Just so he doesn't – they don't get to the point when they're like, all right, hey, guys, he's in a pattern. So now, like say Jackson Cox, right, he's throwing first pitch, first pitch uh, fastball to just this one guy. Right, but he's done it two at bats consecutively, and if the guy, the guy that's coming up to hit for his third at bat, he can more or less be like, okay, still the first pitch heater, and then he's sitting off first pitch heater, and he sees that he's usually going to make you pay for it, you mm-hmm. know, because why are you going to start him a third time off with the fastball? So, like with Melendez, went out through against him, started him off, caved him on two sliders and then next at bat can get the ball inside he's still looking over the plate boom got him one two though boom slider backside double never fails never yeah. fails that's and i think that's i that sums what you were kind of saying earlier about not being a thrower being a pitcher and you're you're kind of learning that right now while on the job which is i mean it's what you're all are doing but i think that gets taken for granted when these casuals and i would put myself in that and i look at your box score i'm like yo candy just gave up 
five runs and 4.2, seven hits, three walks. Like, what is this guy on my squad for? But it's like, you're also learning on the job. Like, yeah. you just have numbers attached to it where, like, I'm learning on the job. Hopefully, <laughs> you don't need to see that. It's just a different vibe. <laughs> but, like, there's these numbers attached and, like, these traditionalists, like, there's this really big disconnect from a fan to, I think, what you're actually working yeah. on and these numbers that show it. So, like, yeah, obviously, you're going to go out there and try to for that sub three ERA. Like, that's the goal, mm-hmm. obviously. And you want those punchies up. But you also, you're running against Ivan Melendez, who is, he's good at what he does too. And you got to mm-hmm. be on top of it and you got to be able to execute like all the time, which again, it's it kind of showing from this conversation, you are doing that and you're learning from that. And, I don't know. I, I, I've seen it just from watching you from Fresno to this year. Like I was able to watch your start the other night. I was like, all right, he's, he's definitely grown. And I will say it now, like, I love watching you pitch. Like you, they say they, he's got a dog in him. Yo, you, <laughs> you are the dog. It's not like you got the dog. In, I love your tenacity. I love your, just like, I'm getting on this mound. This is my mound. And you kind of put that, that, that aura, that vibe out there. So it's so much fun to watch you pitch and now I'm just going to be watching you pitch, but like also think about what you're thinking as you're going through. Mm-hmm. Like I, oh, yeah. I love this kind of stuff, and I like the your willingness to share it is super cool. And I don't know, I just, I just, I always feel like I have to say that to who is ever listening because I think that gets lost by the casual. Like, yo, know, these guys are working and they're learning, and you got to get past those box scores. It's so hard. Exactly, because, I mean, if we even go back to my outing, first outing against Everett at our field, I gave up four home runs. I could have lost it. I could have gotten pulled, but I still went, what was it, four or five innings? I don't remember exactly. I got it written down in my notebook. I got you, five oh. innings, yeah. Okay, but I look. I went back to go look at the box score, and I'm like, okay, could have pitched this guy a little better, could have pitched this guy a little better. But I also got a positive out of it. I'm like, okay, I still had eight strikeouts. So yeah. how many of those home runs were actually like, I'll give, I'll give a few of the home runs. Harry Ford, really good hitter. Um, and then Class A, he went off early on. Um, he had nine home runs or six home runs, something like that. He had three against us. And he hit a fastball up and in, out of the park. Like, okay, he got that one. Then next at bat, threw a changeup down in the dirt, somehow golfed it out of the park. sometimes sometimes you just gotta tip your hat you know right hitters can be good when when they want to yeah exactly and and it's just insane looking at it and i'm looking at your pitch numbers and this is kind of what i was going trying to get to like you are the dog like you you're trying to go 80 plus every time like you have only had one outing this year that's gone 74. Everybody, everything else has been 80 or more. Like you're grinding, you're trying to get through those innings for your team every single time. And like, and it shows. And I, I'm sure you know it. I'm sure you hear it. I don't think you need to hear it from me, but like it, like I see you grinding. Like we see Kyle Freeland for the Rockies. He's that guy. He's like, I'm going to go six no matter what. And if I'm struggling in the second or third, I'm going to find some kind of way to get to that sixth inning. And I, I get that vibe from you when you're out there on that mound and kind of like what you're saying, like, all right, he's going to take it up and in. So I'm going to go low and chain, low away change. You're, you're, you're doing what you can to adjust and be better each time. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Making adjustments and 
I've always me going that deep. I just think about our bullpen, and I mean our bullpen's been struggling as of late, you know. And I know some of them are kind of taxed. So I just think if I go at least six, it kind of, it's kind of a oh, it's a sigh of relief. Like okay, now we now we can just throw two guys instead of four guys, and then have more guys available for the next day or later in the week. Yeah. You know, that's like that's like my main thing. If I know like my bullpen is they're going to be fresh, they're going to be good, ready to go, and they know that they have three innings left to get ready. All good by me. Yeah, absolutely, me. absolutely. Well, so where are you at right now with with your arsenal and your stuff? Like, what are you currently feeling just really good about? Just you want to you want to remember everything, muscle, mental of, of repeating that, and then what are the things that you are in the process of working on? Kind of what Aaron's saying that you're out there on the hill and you're trying to get to the next level with something. And so, what is that right now, or what are some of those things? Oh, well, I mean, something that's been working for me pretty good is just my whole delivery, just starting with my lower half. And my lower half's been more consistent. I've been able to – and not really think about the upper half because when I think about the upper half, I'm the type of guy where I just get really pulley and then everything's just all over the place. But what a big cue for me is just stay grounded, right? Just make sure I'm here, I'm present. And I've always, I've always had this thing, and I'm not sure if you've seen it on the streams or, but I've always, when I get the ball back after, after a pitch, I'm looking, take off my hat, have a few Bible verses written, take that, put it on my head, find a focal point out there. I'm like, all right, stay grounded, go compete. So that's what, what's been working for me and to keep my arsenal, keep it, dang it, not really overthink it and try to overthrow my slider, curveball, change up just really trusting what I have and just letting it go, you know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's always been the big thing for me. It's just stay grounded. And that's what's helped me this year. Like I said, just stay grounded, go out there and compete. Everything will work out. It's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Wait, I love that. Like just, it's kind of a whole metaphor, like physically stay grounded. Like your legs are probably the most important part of any delivery, but also like, you know, yeah. And you've been talking about it a lot, like staying within yourself on the mound and, you know, finding those ways to stay grounded. Like you got to do it physically and mentally. I think that a lot of guys have one or the other, and Mm -hmm. it's it's really great to be focusing on both. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, I think once you get out, once you get out of that, like all staying grounded and you're letting other factors like that one blue pit, like a late game, you know, you're going to let that affect you. You're like, oh, my God, now I'm pissed. Now (laughs) your command's everywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you end up walking a few guys. Now the bases are loaded when you could have been like, all right, let's get a ground ball here. Boom. Ground ball, double play, out of the inning. Doesn't even affect you. Right. You know. When did you when did you kind of find that? When did you kind of figure that out? Dude, um, I'd be lying to you if I said it was uh it wasn't this year, but it's this year. Yeah. Honestly. Uh because I knew last year I had a big thing on letting the inning speed up on me. Then I'll give up a hit, walk a few guys, then get a couple outs, then they'll score a few runs. But this year, I'm just like, all right, a few blue base hits? All right. As long as I know I hit my spot and I executed the pitch, I, w- I know how I wanted to execute it. A broken bat single that scores a run, a little blue pit. There's nothing I can do about that. Once it leaves my hand, it's out of my control. Right. It's out of my control. Right. Do what you can do. And just kind of go with it and keep doing what you can do. I love that mentality. It has to be there. Because, I mean, 
like we saw Gabe, Gabriel Hughes, I mean, f- fantastic pitcher, but again, going back to his box score, he's just like, dude, man has like a six plus ERA or five plus ERA. What is this? But you can literally pinpoint some of those innings and watching some of those innings, like a blue single weak ground ball that easily could have like stopped two or three runs from scoring yet here we are extending the inning and then he gives up a, a bomb with right after that it's just like like again <laughs> you're executing you're doing what you can like you are pitching really well that that box score isn't telling that story of that bloop single that wasn't hit very well just mm-hmm. luck but again that's baseball right like yeah, you get it on your, you get it on your on the mound there and the hitters get sometimes with the stick but like it's just one of those things that you have to stay grounded again watching as a fan you have to stay grounded let alone like going out mm-hmm. there and executing on the mound you have to keep keep within yourself and that it's it's huge it's huge oh yeah oh yeah um so florida kid you got to hang out in uh fresno last year it's hot florida hot now you're up in the northwest for april and may uh, ever again oh man <laughs> i don't know i don't know man. <laughs> i can't like People told me it was going to be cold, but no one told me it was going to be cold. I, right. Like, I've seen – I didn't see snow until the first time, like, very first offseason. That was the first time I saw snow. So, um, I drove up here. Ward's actually my roommate. And drove up here with Ward, and I saw the most snow I've ever seen in my life. Ever. And <laughs> right. I'm like, man, wow, this is cool. Step out of the car. I'm like, okay. I'm like, unprepared for this. I ordered <laughs> Not cool. four Under Armour thermal – uh, shirts. Um, I ordered some leggings. Make sure I have those at the field. I ordered four more jackets. I was, I was hurting <laughs> over here. I was hurting. <laughs> it's definitely an adjustment, <laughs> but that weather and it's just rainy. Like the entire this right now is just always rainy. Like you're finally oh, getting yeah. to the the good weather, decent weather at least. Oh yeah, it feels amazing outside now. Right. It's it's all good. I always I'm always curious of how guys from the the heat deal with the north it's definitely just a different ball game We're different. yeah uh i mean you said ward is your roommate how much taylor swift have you gotten in <laughs> oh man it's it's it's, it's a non-stop thing. <laughs> thing at all you know he's just in the car um <laughs> him getting in the shower i'll hear his phone when i'm sitting out here on the couch i'm like oh there he goes you know but i don't mind it i don't mind it it's cool <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and then last word question. Uh, have you gone fly fishing with him? Have you gotten out there on the boat? Have you gone fishing yet with him? No, we're supposed to go this, uh, this all-star break. So, okay. I've got, I got on the boat with him actually, because we stopped in Montana to fish a little bit while it was still cold. Mm-mm, never done that again. <laughs> nope. Nope, because but, of the cold fishing yeah, or because Ward's on the boat with you? A little bit of both. Um, <laughs> no, but it was just, it got to the point where he was just, he had to bring in the line and like crack the ice on the pilots uh, oh of the pole. Gosh, I'm like, dude. yeah, no, bro, I'm good. Yep. Nope. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come back when it's peak season, nice and warm. We can get get something rolling, but not that cold again. That was awful. Not, do, not doing the ice fishing piece there. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, and then we're on the friendship relationship. How did your relationship with Jaden Hill kind of form? Like, I, I remember seeing you guys down in Fresno, you guys chart, you're charting games all the time together. It's usually behind home plate, which is pretty cool. Uh, but like, what's that relationship like for you and how did that kind of grow and come, come about? Oh man. Um, 
because I knew who Jaden was just talking to Dylan and when we got drafted and stuff like that. I just I'm, – I'm just the type of guy where if I'm, I'm in the locker room, man. I just want to talk talk to everybody, go around and do all that stuff. But I talked to Jaden and we talked about LSU and stuff like that, how that was. And then he he's real in the shoes and so am I. So we kind of talk about that a lot. But – as the days went on, like we ended up just getting closer. We hung out a few times outside of outside of the field. We uh talk about baseball, we'll talk about shoes. Like lately we've been talking about outings and stuff like that, going over stuff. And it's been pretty cool, man. Like he's a real he's a great human. He's a really great human. You know, I really respect that about him. Like the stuff he's done at home for kids and the stuff that he plans on doing. Like, because we talk about like future plans and stuff like that. And he has a lot of stuff planned and he knows exactly how it's going to lay out exactly what he wants to do and how he's going to go about it. So I respect every, every part of that man, you know, really great human. And he's, he may be struggling right now, but he's, he'll figure it out. He'll be good. How are you trying to support him? Whether just as a, as a friend or as like a, a pitching teammate, how are you? Cause we, we all know, you know, the talent level with him is, is crazy. How are you trying to support him and, and get him back to his groove? Oh, man, I'm just – I honestly just try and talk to him to a point where he kind of brings it out, you know, like where I just go, hey, man, what you got? Or we'll talk and I'll end up talking about pitching and then we'll end up getting on the subject of an outing, you know, because I don't, I don't like to be the guy where, you know, I just come up and like, hey, what would you do wrong yesterday? <laughs> um, I, yeah that's weird energy. buddy if i yeah like if i would have if i would have known that i would have i would have fixed it you know but i just try and go up and just have a normal conversation with him you know because i know how it gets like and how he thinks it's kind of similar to how i think okay. and i just i'm just trying to get him to just realize like why he got here and how he's here like realize who he is you know and mm-hmm. He's on the same page I am. He's learning. Like, he's still trying to figure this out, you know? So I just want – I'm just trying to get him to the point where I'm just like, oh, you, you just got to go out there and have fun, bro, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, we all know, you know, change-ups nasty. Fastball's electric. Slider's gross. Like, you don't have to prove anything to us. Just go out there and play, bro. Have some fun. Have a blast, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, it's been rough, but I think he'll, he'll figure it out, man. Yeah. Love that kid to death. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no way he doesn't figure it out. His his stuff is like your stuff is nasty. Like his stuff is like, oh shit, he just did that. <laughs> like, how does he make that? Stuff? It's insane. Um, all right, we won't take too much of your time. We always like to finish this up with some fun questions. We're kind of kind of leaning that way. Um, you you mentioned it, and we had it on our on our rundown here. Santa Fe, your Santa Fe Saints bio said you like to collect sneakers, um, and you're talking about it now. So. Just, just showing you that we do our deep dive on our end here. <laughs> but um, so what is what is your favorite shoe right now, and what is one of ones that like you haven't gotten yet, like the the holy grail, so to speak? Because I'm I'm also trying to I'm in my middle midlife crisis right now. I'm kind of getting into the shoe <laughs> game right now too. I got I got some painters up, got some painters upstairs. I got the uh, the dark iris threes that I enjoy. Ooh, okay, I really. And I I love I just got this the pair of the black and white terminators which like mm. are low key like they're good like I, I like oh, them yeah. and I have I have my eye on a few other ones but 
we're talking about you. Okay. What's your favorite and what's the uh, the holy grail or the next hit, <laughs> if so to speak? I know. My favorite pair right now has to be my dark mocha Jordan ones. Love the I love that shoe. I, I try to wear it any chance I can. Mm-hmm. Um, but the shoe that I want the most and that I've always wanted, I want the Jordan One Fragment Travis Scott's, the highest. Oh, okay, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. When are you are you, are black, you in the thinking about some Jordan One cleats? Like highest. we've we've seen a lot more guys with the Jordan One cleats. I I don't know how the 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 hookup for that comes around because that's, that's got to be custom but those are like the coolest thing i've ever seen oh yeah i've been because sure enough um i wasn't even thinking about the cleats until i looked at Jaden's locker and he has a custom <laughs> pair of jordan one cleats oh so i'm like okay i'm jealous i need to figure out where, <laughs> where, where i can get some of those you know so i was like i've just been looking and i'm just i want to pull the trigger but i don't want to spend the money yet so, I don't know, man. In the future, yeah, they're there. They're there. <laughs> I want some so bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> I, 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 I got to imagine like there is some jealousy there. Like I saw, I mean, I'm sure you saw Zach Bean's future game all star customs from last year. Yes. Those are nasty. Um, I see Peterson for the goats. He's got it looks like a high top Nike cleat going, uh, but they just they just stand out and they're clean. They're clean. Oh, yeah, you can't be you can't beat a nice Jordan one on a baseball field. No, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I've been seeing it more and more. Yeah. Uh, whenever I watch the show, like like Tatis when he came back, that's all he's yeah. been wearing. It's just Jordan one. So I'm like, okay, I need to get on his level. <laughs> right. Let's up that swag a little bit. Oh, I yeah. mean, do you got him? So you're a golfer. At least you said you golf. I guess. Do you? Uh, what's God. that? What's your game like? Ah, uh, brutal. Brutal. I um. So it was funny because I went to go play golf during the off season, and I was like, "All right, you know, we'll give this a shot. Been swinging the clubs for like a couple months now. We'll see how this goes." I shot like a one something. I don't know, really high. I shot like a one one ten, something like that. And I go, you know what? Bowling sounds a little better, so I'll just stick to bowling in the off season. So golfing, it's on the come up. I'm still. Still working towards that because you know you know me i, I want to go out there and compete i want to win so it's like i don't want to go out there and just suck it up i want to try and <laughs> i want to try and put in the best effort you know right and on golf. a on a scale from one to mookie bets where are you at as a bowler right now <laughs> Ooh, you know what man i'm not mookie bets you know wish i was let's see I'm, <laughs> i think I'm, we all would <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go smooth. I'm gonna go solid six. I want to say okay. I average one ninety to two hundred five. So oh. I want to say like a five or six. Right. right. Wait. What is your peak? Like how have you That's ever had in 10. your mind even that you're like, oh, I could this this could be the one. Like I might hit like three hundred years. I mean that's kind of oh. maybe unrealistic right now. But <laughs> how close have no, you been? Funny enough, I actually came close. Um, I was bowling two off seasons ago, and I was bowling with my friends and. I want to say I was I had six strikes in a row, and then I spared <laughs> nine pin frame, and then strike strike spare. I finished with like a two fifty five, maybe a little higher than that. So yeah. I was 
I was a few frames off, man. I was, I was, I was close. I was close. <laughs> Ever since then, I haven't been able to get back. Right. Is there, is there a kind of like a no hitter, so to speak, where you don't talk about it if it's happening? Like when you're on that fifth strike, fourth strike, fifth strike, were you, were we thinking it? Were we speaking it? <laughs> oh, I'm, to be honest, man, I was, I was just having fun. Yeah. And then, you know, my friend just happens to open his mouth and goes, Dang, bro, six in a row? That's crazy. And it walks away. I'm like, dude. <laughs> sure enough. Didn't understand. Nine pins. I'm like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, all right. So, we just proved that you don't talk about a perfect game, even in Bowl Lady. Yeah. Nope. Keep the mouth sealed. <laughs> all right. Last question. My favorite question. And you get to be completely selfish when you answer this. Favorite all-time baseball moment for you? Like when you just did your thing, like Grant Levine told us he hit the grand slam of home runs where he had a solo shot, double shot, three shot, and then the grand slam itself. Um, there's a few other good ones in there. Drawing a blank, but completely selfish favorite baseball moment for you. Favorite baseball moment for me. Oh, we were playing in regional semifinal. My, I want to say my, junior year i was i was in high school but i was in center we were playing at winter haven really good program i run for a ball in the gap in right center gap i go to catch it i kind of like overextend a little bit grab it and i don't turn fully this guy's literally on second he's tagging i'm i'm mind you i'm like 250 feet out so i'm pretty deep in the outfield I turn and throw a laser beam the third <laughs> about six feet off the ground and I hose them by like four or five feet. That was the best. That that has to hands down be the best moment because I just caught it, turned, boom, not even thinking about it. And it was just on a line. Yeah. For me, that was <laughs> that was like peak for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just living vicariously through that moment. Like I <laughs> could just imagine like being the coach on that, like oh my god that, that just i'm sure everything just went nuts that that's, oh, yeah. that's sweet like i mean good outfield, outfield assist right underrated very underrated oh yeah i i loved i love playing outfield i i may have ran into too many walls but <laughs> <laughs> i mean if you don't you're not doing it right yeah. oh exactly exactly <laughs> jared this was fun thank you for hanging out with us uh definitely rooting for you you're now one of our guys so we got you whenever we can and um, we'll definitely have to roll this again sometime soon. Yeah, man. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. This, this lot was of fun. good. Yeah, yeah, this was a blast. I appreciate it. Keep grinding, man. All righty. Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.